0: Welcome to Around the IT Block Podcast, presented by HPE. I'm your host, the IT Oddfather, Calvin Zito. This is episode number 18, and I had a suggestion. Uh, Aaron, thank you. I had a suggestion for a title for this episode of So You Want to Break Up with Your Data Center, But You Don't Want to Lose Control. We're going to be talking about HPE GreenLake, and specifically HPE GreenLake a colo, And this is a really timely episode because as I went to record this today, I'm looking on Twitter and I'm reading about a public cloud outage. Joining me to help make this easier to understand is Malcolm Ferguson. Malcolm uh, has a lot of experience around HPE GreenLake and Ecolo, and in fact, used to work at Ecolo before he came to Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Malcolm, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone?
1: You bet, Calvin. Uh, so, you know, I was a customer for 15 years before joining HPE uh, a little over 10 years ago. And I have a background in in cloud and and managed services and outsourcing and uh, IT, of course. And as I've been with HPE, I've been in a consultative role, a kind of a pre-sales architecture consultative role. And I've always been customer first, you know, and and consulting our customers through their digital transformation journey. I lead with how our company uses our own products and services at scale for our own digital transformation. Uh, as a great case study and use case and proof case that our products work and that they can solve their their needs. So again, I still feel like a customer, and that really helps the actual customer feel comfortable discussing their, their projects with me.
0: So we're going to focus on colos, and I think, I think it would be good as a starting point to talk a little bit about what is a colo? I mean, what do they do? Why do they bring something to the table that a customer that's maybe considering public cloud or looking at putting in more data center square footage. What's a colo and what's the advantages that a customer would have by considering a colo?
1: So the the leading colo providers in the world um, are real estate investment trusts. And if they weren't originally, they've all converted into them. Because in order to have a business like building data centers around the world, you need to take advantage of the re- uh, tax incentives and financial uh, incentives to, to stay in business. REIT stands for Real Estate Investment Trust. And the, the problem is with being a REIT, when you make that commitment, is to get those tax benefits and financial benefits, you have, to, you have a limited amount of services you can sell outside of real estate services. Well, GreenLake is not real estate, right? We sell workload services powered by compute and storage and networking. So we're a perfect fit with a Colo REIT. The example I like to use is it is like they're a hotel chain, but they can't furnish the room. We're the carpet, we're the bed, we're the mattress, we're the pillows, we're the sheets, we're the shampoo, soap, towels, room service, maid service that the hotel has to have to keep the customers happy. So together, we can sell furnished rooms globally in the top colo providers' data centers.
0: What does that translate to a customer? I mean, you're involved with a lot of these kind of uh, opportunities. You're you're working with customers. How does it compare to when a customer is looking at public cloud? I I think I want to be clear about one thing. It's not that we're anti-public cloud at all because Mm -hmm. we realize that it's a hybrid world, right? Yeah. But customers are being put in a position where they have to decide between, am I going to go in a public cloud, am I going to go in a different direction? What what are the financial advantages of doing something at a colo for a customer?
1: The the colos themselves um, are experts at building and running data centers. That's all they do. So when they go into a new market and build a new data center, they can build it faster than any of our customers can build their own data centers, lower cost because they're doing it at scale. They get discounts, of course, on all the infrastructure that powers a colo, like generators and and air conditioning systems and that nature, because they're doing it at such large volume. They also are placing these data centers around the the world based on the right connectivity. And and a number of the cloud players, of course, have their workloads in these colos. So that way, a customer can get good adjacency to what should belong in a particular public cloud environment versus their private cloud cage, which is only their IT applications and assets. If you look at the report that came out last year from 451 Research, the average split of private cloud versus public cloud workloads across every industry is roughly 75-25. 75% of the applications an enterprise has, they're gonna retain in a private, dedicated, secure environment, either in their own data center that they haven't moved out of yet, or in a co-location somewhere around the world. And the remaining applications are as a service, like a core, a pure public cloud environment. And our own company, HPE, recently wrapped up a massive IT transformation. We run on SAP, that's our, that's our ERP platform that powers our company, like same with Microsoft and Apple and Adobe, and Google's moving to SAP. And our, digital transformation project, we moved out of six of our own data centers we used to own that were too old and couldn't keep up with the infrastructure. And we've moved into two new colo cages, uh, one in Phoenix and one here in Dallas, about 250 uh, racks of gear in each one. We're using all our own infrastructure and that's our 75% of our application base. It's got our private cloud environment, our containers of service, our high performance computing, our enterprise analytics environment all our SAP critical crown jewels of data. And then we use a lot of as-a-service things that are outside the cage. And because we chose these colo data centers, first of all, we get great power efficiency and density. There's much better security. And then they have all the major carriers that are in the building, as well as the as-a-service providers are typically there. So we've got good cross-connectivity, high-speed connectivity, low-latency connectivity to the things that run outside the cage that are as a service. So it's super flexible and and beneficial financially for us because if you just move it all across the wire into a public cloud environment, we always see that and our customers tell us every day, it's way more expensive to do that. Uh, So why bother?
0: You just stirred something in me because I'm thinking back to like, I don't know, was it 10 years ago, we had another CEO and people, it's not a secret. I mean, Mark Hurd was our CEO. And I -hmm. think at the time we had something like 75 data centers and that was the project when we got down to the six.
1: Yep. 80, it was 84 data centers. We consolidated down to what we call our six pack two in Houston, two in Austin and two in um, uh, Atlanta.
0: And now the evolution from that is moving into colos. So it's, it's it's interesting to me to hear you say that because it just kind of struck me. Is it? I mean, this is what HPE is doing, and I think you know we're going to eat our own dog food. We're not trying to sell customers on some concept because it's in our own best interest. We're doing it because it's what we've done, mm-hmm. and it works for us.
1: Yeah, when we're not a REIT, right? We're an IT company, and and we don't have a REIT status. So it's major. It's very expensive for us to pretend we're in the data center business, right? We actually used to own the power substation, the generators, the buildings. We had staffing there for security, the fire suppression systems. These were billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar investments that we've jettisoned, sold off, and have moved out of into two colo data centers, net brand-new environments that are have much better power efficiency. We're getting much more infrastructure in Iraq than we ever could in our old buildings that weren't, weren't designed for that, because there were 20-year-old designs. Okay,
0: so that's a lot of focus on colos, and I think I'm getting that, and I hopefully through the discussion we're having, I think our listeners are getting a, a great idea what that is. But now let's combine that with HPE mm-hmm. GreenLake. So why HPE GreenLake with a colo? How yeah. do those two things come together?
1: So... if if when a customer decides okay well i'm sold on this colo thing i just met with the colo provider and they said they've got a great place for all my my workloads well now i have to figure out well how do i design the hardware to hold the workload in the cage they're going to give me because all they're going to give me is a cage that's all they do here's your cage move in when ready right so you have to go design the space on what's going to go in it and where um all the compute storage, networking architecture stuff, even the fiber cable plant that you put in for all the connectivity, and then start installing and building it out. And then you have to maintain it yourself. You have to run it yourself, right? And support it yourself. And so that's why many companies just kind of gave up and said, you know, let's just stick it all in the public cloud because it's it's ready to go. Even if it's more expensive and they're going to kill me on egress costs by moving data in and out. And it's not usually the most, you know, stable environment. You may have seen some, some issues in the news lately. And, and they're not going to, you know, give me my money back for that, right? <laughs> that's part of the deal. And so what, what's cool about GreenLake is, is we can go look, okay, don't worry about that. We have experts. We have these advisory experts. See, we've acquired companies over the years for consulting and cloud and data center transformation. And these experts are available, first of all, to do at no cost workshops with the customer and map out what that's going to look like. And if the customer agrees, okay, I like what you've designed here for me with, with a colo leader, we will go design the cage, design all the infrastructure for the workloads you have. We'll go look at your existing legacy debt and environment and go size for a net new environment that typically is going to be half the size and half the cost because it's going on new infrastructure. It's going in a more efficient building than where it's running today. So we're going to get great IT sustainability wins at the end. And we can run it as a service up to the level you prefer. You know, we're working with partners, for example, who say, look, we're going to manage from this level up. No problem. We're not here to compete. You know, we want to jointly work with our partners and our customers. If the customer says, you know, this is where you stop. You stop at the operating system. You stop at the hypervisor. You do everything below that for us, including, you know, manning the data center cage. We don't even want to go in there. Fine. Or if the customer's like, we want to go in the cage and have access, you can do that too. What's great about GreenLake, it's so flexible. It's very flexible. And the workload library is tremendous. We can do VMware as a service. We can do Azure Stack HCI as a service. We can do Google Anthos, right? All these public cloud stacks we can actually run as a service in the cage. We can do mainframe consolidation. We can do our nonstop platform, SAP HANA, Epic for Healthcare. You name the software-defined storage vendor, whether it's Commvault, Cumulo, Beam, Scality, Zerto, Cohesity, all as a service. Rubrik, you name it. We will support it in this cage and run it for you.
0: So The other thing that occurs to me, there's a lot of public cloud applications that customers are repatriating. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, maybe they've gotten rid of the data center space that they had. It sounds like doing this with HPE GreenLake and Ecolo would be ideal for customers that are repatriating applications from the cloud.
1: That's right, yeah. Because, you know, all the time we talk to customers who over-rotated, put too much in, and it started to break and break down. One of our largest, you know, GreenLake with Colo success stories this year was uh, a retailer with thousands of stores all over the country. And they run on SAP. And they had moved their SAP environment into... A, a public environment. And it and every week when they would close their store books and all those thousand stores at the same time, the SAP environment couldn't keep up. It was a shared environment. It wasn't a dedicated stack of hardware designed to run that workload. So we moved their uh, SAP environment and, and all the other types of workloads that go with it, like BDI and BM as a service and so on, backup DR, into a private colo cage running on mission-critical HPE, you know, Superdome infrastructure that's designed to run the SAP HANA database in memory. And now they close their stores, no problem. And they didn't have to deal with, you know, you know, picking the right data centers. We did that for them. They didn't have to deal with building out the colo cages and building out the cabinets and the PDUs and the compute and storage and networking and loading SAP and getting it all up and running and doing the migration. We did that for them. So now they, they've kind of got, had their cake and eat it, too, with the situation, right? They have, you know, as-a-service everything. It gets the job done, uh, which is the most important thing. Application and data, you know, availability first, not just public cloud first, because that clearly, we proved that
0: didn't work. Always had this kind of um, nails to a chalkboard reaction when I hear people talk about their cloud-first strategy, I think. Can we safely say that it's a failed strategy to think cloud first? And really, what customers need to do is look at their workloads and decide where they best would run versus mm-hmm. jumping cloud first? Yeah,
1: it needs to be application availability first, right? Digital transformation first, data availability and proximity and security first, as well as think about what it's going to cost you. A customer should always do a cost comparison of HPE GreenLake with the data center as a service powered by Colo versus wherever they wanna consider putting that application, you know, say in a public cloud environment or somebody else's as a service environment. Just let us let us do a price comparison. We have experts at no cost to you that no, not only can help size the workload on our infrastructure, which we make, we're experts at building this infrastructure, we're leading in compute and storage and networking in the world, as well as we have the experts who know how to size, say, VMware or a container-as-a-service powered by Esmeral, or SAP HANA on Superdome. Let us size that. We'll, we'll show you what it costs you in a pure consumption model, including the data center with a leading colo, and we'll show you also what it would cost in whatever region for the public cloud providers that you want to consider. Let's do a five-year TCO ROI, and then you can go if you want to get a third party to validate. But every single time we've done that, we're
0: less expensive. And it's a private environment. Even better. Hold on. Wait a minute. Every time we've done that, our pricing is better. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, one of our, one of our largest um, uh, Green Lake wins this past year, with, with, which one of the largest U.S. banks in America, they came to us and said, look, we have all this security logging data that we have to keep up with. And we're putting it into our logging analytics system. In our current system, the hardware can't keep up. We have to throttle back the data every day. And as a result, our security teams don't have the visibility they need to stop from ransomware attacks, for example, which are taking off, as you know. So we co-designed this uh, solution um, with one of our CPU um, partners, and we proved that we could get an ingest rate of data that it is now at the, the fastest solution like this on the planet. Um, and we did it for a third of the cost than putting the same type of workload in a particular public cloud provider that they went and had priced it out. So we were a third of the cost, and it's a private, dedicated environment that has an SLA wrapped around it, right? So if it doesn't get the job done, you know, you know, we have to essentially, you know, pay the customer, right? Uh, if if you go try to put that workload in a public cloud, that say, decides to bounce for six hours, you're not going to get any money out of that public cloud provider, right? They're like, too bad. We, you know, This is a shared environment, right? We're going to have issues of stuff. And when they make one change, they can affect thousands of customers or hundreds of customers in that one data center versus a private environment that that's not going to happen. Uh, there's change control. <laughs> so they got as a service for this workload because they're cloud first, this particular bank. And they have the fastest instance of this type of logging security logging system known to man and uh and it has an SLA wrap, wrapped around it. So what how do you why why would you go spend triple for something that's less stable?
0: Okay, I hesitate to ask you this because I don't want anybody to come away with the idea that you know we're we're not Supportive of customers that want a, a hybrid cloud because we know the future is hybrid. Mm-hmm. Based on what you just told me, what should what should customers be running in in the public cloud? I mean, what you just mm-hmm. told me, I'm led to believe that customers should always be doing everything in a colo and a, with HPE GreenLake. Is it a scale question? Where where where's the breaking point where where you would tell a customer, you know what, this makes more sense in a public cloud?
1: Yeah. So again, our our own IT is seventy five percent in a private colo, 25% as a service. And the thing is, is a lot of workloads are only able to be consumed as a service. For example, certain SAP applications or say, you know, Workday, um, um, you know, uh, uh, Salesforce, right? Uh, ServiceNow. uh, A lot of those core systems are as a service. So, you don't have a local instance of it, right? You don't install your workday in your cage. Uh, you consume it over the wire. Um, but a lot of those platforms are not running in the public cloud. A lot of those companies actually are in colo also with their own private environments that are shared through a service model, right? So, uh, you know, that that's what's interesting is, is it's not really when you hear cloud first, a lot of companies are thinking, really, that's kind of more as a service first, right? Uh, now, now the real mistake, though, is the company who goes, let's just stick everything, every application we have, all our data in a public cloud account, right? That is always more expensive. Always, always. You know, there's a company uh, that it was fun on LinkedIn. They post the other day how they consolidated 27 racks in their data center down to a single rack of HPE Synergy and storage for their private cloud environment running VMware. 27 racks to one. Pretty crazy. Single site. They're off to go to the second site. It was not only millions of dollars less every year by doing this refresh and getting off the old legacy IT infrastructure, but it was millions of dollars less they priced it than putting it all in an Azure account. So why would you just do that? Just, just honestly, to me, it's a firing offense. (laughs) You know, money matters. You know, we, you know, things are getting more expensive these days, not less. So, uh, and a lot of these public cloud providers are are raising their rates. They're not lowering their rates. So, you know, I always just tell customers, because again, I'm customer first, think it through, look at your alternatives. Uh, You know, don't, don't do not do something just because you read about it in a magazine or something, right? Or on a website that this is the way to go. You know, do your homework. If you're going to get a bid for anything at your own home, you're going to get two or three, of course. You're not just going to go with the first person who shows up at the door.
0: I've said on other podcasts before, I, I don't like gobbledygook. And it seems like 10 years ago when we first started having conversations about public cloud, everybody was jumping on it. Like, this is like the the new thing, but now we have customers who are recognizing that it's not where all of their workloads belong. A lot of data is getting repatriated. You said 25% of workloads are public cloud and about 75 are are not. It sounds like we really need to rethink the whole conversation about leveraging public cloud first to really think more about the hybrid conversation.
1: Yeah, and and you know, the the key is is these customers conversate when they start out a, a digital transformation journey as we did right we consolidated ten separate ERPs SAP ERPs we had into a single one as we should right it's like running ten copies of QuickBooks at your house that would be kind of chaotic so by centralizing our ERPs we're much better as a company we're more streamlined we can do faster quotes and orders and shipping uh, better supply chain but it all first started with our data and where it's going to reside with this transformation, and the connectivity of our data through our partner ecosystem, through our as-a-service needs. And by partnering with these colo providers, they provide that. That's what they provide. They provide a place to put your data that's secure with 100% guaranteed uptime with power, which is important, with the fastest low latency connectivity to the adjacent as-a-service providers and partners that we need to connect to. So they solve a ton of great needs. You know, the the example, the analogy I use is what if your next iPhone when it came to you or whatever type of phone you use, the provider said, look, you don't have to buy the phone next time. We're going to give you the phone. I use an Apple iPhone and I would love the fact that Apple refreshed my phone for me as a service and only charge me for how much storage I used on the thing. And I don't use iTunes anymore. I use the iCloud. It backs itself up. I can buy services through it. That's Greenlight. That's where we're going as a business. All our products are designed to connect back to our GreenLake Central, that's our version of iCloud that's powered by SAP, by the way. And I can consume these workloads as a service. I have this beautiful dashboard, GreenLake Central, to where I can see how much is costing me. I can plug in my public cloud accounts in there too, by the way, and do cost comparison. I can see you know, all my utilization, when I need to um, grow my environment, and all the infrastructure I'm talking about is on HPE's books. You don't have to own the compute and storage and and data center stuff anymore. That's all as a service. We gave you your new phone, and you use it as you need to. And when it breaks, we fix it for you. We update it for you, all as a service.
0: Well, this, I think, is an amazing story. I think we need to tell it more because I think the value of what you've talked to me about here, I, I mean, I'm... I was pretty confident where we were going Is a company, hearing Antonio talk about where we're going. But I mean, this, this conversation gives me a lot of confidence that HPE are doing the right things. And as you put it, it's, it's, it's about customer first. It sounds to me, based on everything we've been doing here, that we are really like knocking the cover off the ball with HPE GreenLake and a Colo. And one last point I want
1: to make is GreenLake with Colo is green. And what I mean by that is, you know, one of our customers who this past year, we migrated their entire IT estate into a a, a colo as a service. We're talking SAP, VMware as a service, VDI as a service, Cumulo for storage, and we even bought out their old infrastructure running these workloads to help with the deal. We migrated them into the new environment we designed and deployed all as a service. And after the project, we helped build out an IT sustainability impact report. And it was the equivalent of taking 417 cars off the road every year by doing this transformation with HPE. We cut their electrical consumption annually by 70%. We cut the rack space by 50% with this project versus sweating all those old IT assets. So we can actually now help with the environment and giving the customer an IT sustainability win It's just about every customer in every industry right now is trying to go for.
0: Malcolm, I really appreciate your time. This has been a very enlightening conversation for me, and I'm sure for the listeners. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. This has been a great discussion. You bet, Calvin. I appreciate it. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, and many other podcast subscription services. We've also just got a new home on hpe.com. You can find the podcast on hpe.com slash dmn slash a-t-i-t-b. Love hearing from you on Twitter, where you can find me as Calvin Zito. You can find our blogs at community.hpe.com. Until next time, thanks for joining me.